0: welcome back to the you can homeschool podcast where pat fenner and tracy hegerman candidly discuss all things homeschooling the good the bad and the brilliant go ahead and grab your favorite drink find a cozy spot and join this
1: week's lively discussion.
0: Hi, welcome back to You Can Homeschool. I'm Tracy Hagerman, also known as the Happy Homeschooler, and I'm here with Pat Fenner with Breakthrough from Breakthrough Homeschooling. And today our subject is based on a question that we hear a lot and that question is how can I teach subjects I struggle with myself and so today we're gonna cover how did we handle that and you'll find out which subjects we found particularly difficult and how did we get past that in, in order for our kids to be educated in those subject areas. So Pat's going to open it up with some words of wisdom.
1: Okay. Well, well, I don't know about wisdom. But I'll share my experience. How's that?
0: <laughs> Sounds good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, um, you know, honestly, this really didn't become a thing, uh, a concept until until my kids, our kids were in high school. Um, although we did a lot of, in, in the younger grades, we did a lot of, um, we were invo- very involved in a co-op that we, uh, you know, a homeschool co-op that we did Friday, we always called it Friday classes. And we, we did, we, they were exposed to a lot of different teaching styles and a lot of different, like mini subjects and, you know, small classes because it would be, you know, other homeschoolers and things like that. But usually the, whatever they were, studying. And of course, every year, what they studied in our Friday classes, it depended on what parents were willing to teach because it was all, you know, parent-led. So uh, I don't even know if in COVID right now, if people were doing stuff like that. That was our experience. So it wasn't necessarily subjects that I didn't feel I could cover, but it was just opportunities for the kids to have different learning environments. And usually it was icing on the cake for something that we were learning at home during the week. So we tried to incorporate. Now that wasn't always possible depending on what was being taught, but we know it all kind of worked together. And it's really easy to do that in the younger grades because when you're, uh, if you're shooting to develop a lifestyle of learning, then it really doesn't matter what you're learning or when, because there's always different aspects that you could learn. So, you know, if we're doing biology in, you know, say seventh or eighth grade, but there is a science course being offered when the kids are younger. Well, you could still do that because they're only going to be touching the surface and then they'll be ready for when they're older. So it's a very natural, organic kind of kind of thing. When they got into high school, we, we kind of I guess freshman and sophomore year, I would have been more involved in actually working with them. Side by side, kind of, you know, when they were studying things, but but we did do a lot of dual enrollment because we felt because our kids had been homeschooled all the way through, and at least the older ones were expected to go to college, and the younger ones because just to remind you, we had two groups of of kids, we had two uh, older ones and then a nine year space, and then three younger ones, so the two older ones were really expected to go to college, the three younger ones um, we kind of had changed our own attitudes about college by that time, and felt like if they were called to do that, we wanted them to be prepared to go if they were called to do that. But we also w- didn't feel like it was a must. But we didn't, you know, we knew that you couldn't scramble if they weren't ready to go to college. You can't just all of a sudden fabricate all that stuff, you know. So, uh, so s- junior and senior year, we very uh, relied heavily on dual enrollment courses, which are courses you can get that you're community college or you know a local school now there are a ton of dual enrollment courses that you can do online so your your kids can really almost study like anywhere in the united states or canada i guess too because uh, with the COVID thing everything a lot of courses have gone online so you know for example our daughter is going to be doing uh three classes a uh, dual enrollment online this semester uh so those you know, those would cover now um Sometimes they cover the basics that your daughter or son would need to take in college, like your basic intro to math or, you know, a basic English course, sometimes speech courses they're required to take. You can get rid of all those kind of courses. But you can also take, you know, the biology and chemistry and the higher sciences and maths uh, for high school or that you would consider for high school as a dual enrollment course. All of that, I'm I'm not telling you how to do that because all of that requires Depends on what school you're working with and what your state requirements are or your prov- province requirements are. So, you know, that requires a lot of uh, research on the you know on the part of the parents to look into what those requirements are and how that all works. So basically, by the time they got to high school, how we handled those higher courses, because I did not. The sciences and maths are not my strength at all. Give me English. Give me, you know, I can help with languages, but science and math, no so we would handle that through uh, dual enrollment and fortunately because our kids had such a good background in those that when they tested to, to, to um, you know for those in the colleges to do the higher courses they tested you know it was no problem so I think if you have a really good foundation if you if you need to you find a good program to do that uh, you can do co-ops you can do there are plenty my goodness I mean it's almost too much the options you have now. If you can't teach a course, if you don't feel that you're equipped to do a certain subject, then mom, get online and start looking for curriculum. You know, and it's not like you have to buy a whole package curriculum. If it's a uh, freshman biology that you can't handle, look up biology curriculum. There are so many, <laughs> it will blow your mind, honestly, these days. And, uh, you know, find something that you can work with. You can, there are, Book curriculums. You can buy a textbook with a teacher's guide if you want to go that route. Uh, there's online. There's you know online courses. There may be your co-op. Uh, check to see if there's parents. We had a, a parent in in our co-op. The absolutely She was actually a trained. Uh, she was a biologist and a chemist. Like had degrees like that and in, in her. BC before children uh, (laughs) wife (laughs) worked for the government as a train, you know, as a a chemist and she loved, she loved science, loved, loved, loved science. And she did some lab courses for my uh, younger sons in in her home, you know, for biology. So, uh, you know, you have to kind of be creative and start asking around. There may be people, if you work at home, if you work from home now, uh, there may be people in your office that, you know, maybe somebody's a really good writer that works in HR and would love to teach your kids or, or tutor your kids, or you can do that kind of stuff. Just always, always, always make sure you're checking with your state, uh, homeschool laws, you know, stay in with that. But there, even, even with the most stringent ones, there's a lot of flexibility that you can, you know, you can develop. So don't be intimidated by the fact that there are some subjects that you can't handle, or you don't feel equipped to handle, or you're worried about, letting your kids down and them not being equipped to, you know, for college, because if you work with them, if you, you know, you don't just leave them out to, to drive, but if you work with them and help them work through finding the resources, they'll be fine. because there are subjects that you just, either you don't like or you didn't do well in school with, or you just, they're not your strengths and that's okay. You don't have to teach everything.
0: Yeah. So we have kind of similar and, and I always love, you like to use the analogy of like when you're teaching a a child to um, you're encouraging them to learn to walk, you know, they, it's not day one. You're thinking, Oh, I got to teach them to walk. How are they going to balance and all that? It just sort of happens naturally. You encourage them. They climb up on the verge. It's baby steps, right? It's a thing at a time. So with homeschooling, when you're first teaching your kids, whether you're pulling them out of school or not, if they can learn to read and you'll hear me say this over and over, they could learn to read well, write well, and do basic mathematics. When they have those three skills under their belt, they can learn anything. With okay. the technology that exists today, they could go on and Google anything. So okay. that put, let that put your mind at ease that they're gonna have certain gifts in themselves that might even surprise you. So I, I do have a strong background in the science and math. I'm more of a logical thinker. Um, but I, I remember having a horrible chemistry teacher, never really quite understanding it. Um, and maybe it wasn't the teacher, maybe it was me. <laughs> Who knows? But so when my son knew he was going to head towards engineering, he needed these, you know, heavy science courses. But by that time, because he had learned to read well, write well, and had learned how to do basic math, he could take the materials and learn them pretty much himself. And when he got stuck, well, there's answer book. So he'd go, he'd mom, I'm really stuck on this part. And I'd be like, okay, go back in the chapter. Is there a similar question like this? And then if he was really stuck, I'd look at the answer book and I'd look back and forth at what he did. And, you know, without really Knowing all the time what he was working on, I could say, Are you sure you have the right formula? Mm-hmm. Or like just probe him with a few questions, and then he usually was able to figure it out. And if and then by that point, if he couldn't figure it out, he could usually Google the topic. Mm-hmm. So, so it was just show teaching him that you know, when he got stuck, sure, come to me, I might probe him. But on the other hand, okay, what can you do to get through this and figure it out? Right. And, and what was kind of hilarious about this is when he went to university, his first semester, we made him purchase all of his books. Well, after first semester, he showed me that he seriously hadn't cracked open a book and he did very well in university. And the reason was he said, well, because the teacher teach presents material in class. And if I don't understand something, I look it up online. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he told me he wasn't going to buy any more books. And I'm like, you can't do that. I'm paying for my own school I'm telling you I don't need those books and it's not that he didn't need the books he was he had found another place to access the information that worked for him and he was much better at googling by topic uh-huh. and going through and you know learning that way so even if it's an area that I struggled in because he had got to the point <laughs> That he could, you know, baby steps took him towards there. And then the other thing, where we live in um, the capital city of Canada, Ottawa, we're considered a bilingual city. And French, a second language, is really important if you live in the city. Now, I I can read French, but I am terrible at oral. And so I really... Worried about this because everyone was like, "What about the you know the second language? Or your kids gonna be bilingual or whatever?" So I had to rely on other resources, just as you said, Pat, like videos and video programs and stuff for my kids. And what's interesting is our son, who really struggled for a number of years to read and write. It was very difficult for him. We had a tutor for a bit for French, would, and then he really wasn't picking it up. Like it was just, it was too much for him at the time so we kind of let that go for a bit use some videos now but the funniest thing is he loves Japanese cartoons anime Mm -hmm. and and a lot of it he likes because he understands how these storyboards work and because he's a software engineer now he he says oh for them to make that picture it's all these layers so he's fascinated by how it's put together so he's watched so many of them he now understands Japanese he can he can watch them in japanese and understand so here was the child i thought would never learn a second language and because of an interest he had he now understands japanese like isn't that i never would have thought but it comes back to they have interests and skills and even though i may not have the skills you you teach them the basics and then they will take off they will fly on their own based on their Interests and their own
1: gifts so you don't have to worry. That's a great story about about your son And just to I and I hope people find that encouraging who who would have connected that like Okay, honey, you you're having trouble with learning a second language. Well look at anime (laughs) Watch anime on YouTube, huh?
0: (laughs) And he he doesn't he like he'll he'll want me to watch some with them sometimes and I'm like, you have to put the subtitles. I don't know what's going on. And he's like, Mom, it ruins it. Like, like well, I'm not just watching this. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. But but again, and and like Pat said, like the curriculum that is available nowadays in terms of either books or online programs or just like different free resources online it is incredible it's almost overwhelming but just know that if there's an area that you're feeling stuck you can google it and i can guarantee you you will find a free resource that can help you through a part and and even the curriculum the books that we would have i would always look for in the like the physics and the chemistries i wanted a really detailed answer book i didn't want a book that just had the answers i wanted it mapped out so that if the kids did get stuck, there was a way to go through and figure it out. So that was important to me in some of those higher subjects. And again, if, you know, and sometimes you might just be thinking like, oh, I've been working with my child and they're not getting it. Like they're not reading. Let's say I hear that they'll say, oh, my child's like seven years old and they're still not reading. And I just want to say that kids learn at a different rate and their brain is not always ready when we think they should be ready like we have this thing like by grade two or by grade three they should be doing this or that and that's not necessarily correct sometimes a child may not read till eight or nine and people say oh that they're delayed well what they've the research actually shows that any child who starts reading between the ages of three Or nine by the age of 11 it doesn't matter when they started to read they will actually all be at the same pretty much the same point so don't worry don't just like put it aside keep working with them but keep reading to them they will get it
1: and actually that 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 tip about reading to them goes on as long as they'll sit there and, and listen to you I mean I have friends who who read aloud to their teenagers. Yep. Um, now when they get to be teenagers, it's kind of cool because you can take turns reading too and stuff like you know, you can do fun stuff with it, but yeah, that, that never ends the, the, the tip, you know, of reading to them. I just also wanted to go back to the one thing you were saying, Tracy, about that that there's all these free resources. I, I, I want, I just want to caution people though, because I know there is the train uh, the, train of thought that uh, you don't need to pay for anything you can find it all you know you google it all and it'll all be free that may be true uh, but two things about that first of all you get what you pay for there's a lot of free information out there that is junk i mean oh, you, yeah. it, it's just junk and secondly when it's free if you're willing to put the work into it and the time to call through all that stuff have at it but I would say don't depend on free stuff. Free stuff is kind of like the cherry on the cake and you know the icing, whatever. Uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't try to craft a homeschool curriculum around free materials because you're really doing your your, your children a disservice. So um, you know, always encourage them to do that, and and they will you know when when they're grown ups, when they're adults, and have to do the research. Yes, Google. To whatever the specific thing you're going to need, but in terms of like when you're first learning, it's worth it to pay the money to get a organized system to a certain you know an introduction, and building mastery and building skills, which come with paid curriculum. So yeah. I, and I, and this is from somebody who's not I'm not a curriculum junkie and I don't really say I don't think I've ever used a whole box curriculum on anything at, at any child at any age. But there are times when you do want a system, you know, systematic approach to a subject and you'll have to pay for that.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad you pointed that out. I was very much trying to make the point that when they're stuck on a topic, Mm -hmm. Google it and find it. Um, But I agree with you on that. I remember purchasing at, um, and I won't say the name of the store, some kind of department store. And it was like an all-inclusive grade six curriculum. And it was at a good price. And I thought, oh, let me just pick that up and add it. And when I went through it, they were supposedly teaching grammar that was so incorrect. And I looked on the back of where this book came from, and it was from another country, somewhere else. And I thought there are so many mistakes in this book. So yes, I I totally agree with you, Pat. And um and what and again, when I'm talking about free words, I'm talking about when when you're stuck in something, you can Google a topic. But I think um. Knowing what is good curriculum and what is not is really important. And um, from the lowest grades all the way up, there are certain certainly some gems that we use that I think are just so valuable. So, yeah, and so I'm really glad you pointed that out because I, I very much agree with that.
1: Yeah. And that'll come with practice knowing. Uh, an experience knowing what gems are. You know, I, I, yeah. I hope you don't feel like if you're just starting right now, well, I, how, do, how am I supposed to know? I don't know. It, it, you know, it depends not only on the program. I mean, that's a sim- that was a simple thing, Tracy, that you found, you know, the grammar was bad. Well, that yeah. would just require a parent sitting down and reading, you know, looking through, p- picking out random pages, reading through it and looking through and see you know, that's, that's kind of a no brainer. Um, But the other thing is knowing your children's learning style, which is crucial, I think, we'll talk about learning styles and stuff in another uh, episode. But uh, that will help guide you in your curriculum choices, because, you know, you might might find something that's just, you know, memorizing and writing and but you have a kinesthetic child who needs to have hands on stuff. Well, you know that 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 might be a curriculum. It's got five stars from Kathy Duffy, but it's not going to work for your kids, you know? So yeah. by good, it doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, popular or five-star reviews. It's what's going to work with your children. Yeah. And that takes experience and time.
0: Yeah. And, and to add to that, um, our youngest daughter is an auditory learner. So what I noticed is When we were first starting some of the science books i would read them out loud to her Mm -hmm. because i found it went in more and then i'm like okay you should be able to do this yourself and she would go in her room and she would read and she'd come back and she really wasn't getting it and then i said to her why don't you read it out loud to yourself Mm -hmm. and she started doing that and it made such a difference she needed to hear it And so it was the same book, but she was kept getting stuck. And I'm like, you know, when we're together, you're getting it. So what can we do here? And then I'm like, I usually, she goes, I like when you read it to me, mom. And I'm like, yeah, but you're getting older. You need to take some of it on. And then it was like the light bulb went on. She needs to hear it out loud so she could read it out loud. And and so when she did that,
1: she started getting it what and and now she and now she knows this so as she grows up as she becomes an adult and moves on or she is now but i mean you know she moves forward in life she knows okay when something's when something's really tough and i need to really focus i have to go and go into a room and i have to read this out loud so she knows this so you know you're minimizing helping her minimize her chances of failure because she's learning how to be successful
0: yeah
1: yeah fact i love that
0: so I, I don't think, you know, yes, you always are concerned like, oh, they're, they're, you know, they need this subject, but I don't really know it. But the curriculum's there for you as well to go and learn along with them. I mean, mm. I realized how bad my history and geography were mm. um, because it, I don't know, the way it was taught didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And so I felt I had zero knowledge. I I did really well in school, but I really felt I never learned anything in those classes. So when we delved into that, I was like, I was learning right alongside with them. But the curriculum that we use was so good. And mm-hmm. we used something that was actually written by a homeschooled mom who wrote things in unit studies. And I learned so much. And then I became like, I love history now. And I used to detest it because mm-hmm. I was like, some date some guy who cares yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand yeah. it.
1: What we need to do um, and keep an eye out for this you guys who are listen to we, we should do uh, we'll do an episode on what curriculum we use for different subjects because I know some people have that question well, where do I find things? what do I do and um, uh, yeah so we'll, we'll keep keep your stay tuned to you know, definitely subscribe because we will be doing an episode on that what things do and we will explain to you why we think we used you know, why they worked well for our family too, because that is the most important thing. Reading a review is nice, but unless the review says why it worked for for them or their family or or who this will work best with, uh, it doesn't matter because you know what your family's like and you know what your kids are like and we don't. So if we say something and and you're like, Well, but my kids aren't like that at all, it doesn't matter how much we love the curriculum, it won't work for you guys. So we'll we'll be we'll we'll do that in a future episode. That's a, that's a good, good idea there, Tracy. Yeah, All so right. Well, I think, uh, unless you have anything else to add, I, th- I think we've kind of, uh, covered what, definitely covered what I've had to share. Tracy, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about?
0: No, I don't think so. I think that that covers it. Don't worry. Your kids will lead you. That's <laughs> in right. what they need. They'll tell you this isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll know, okay, we got to do this differently. They'll lead you. And and don't worry. They are self-learners. They really can become self-learners, regardless what things that they struggle with. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Enjoy your kids. That's right. <laughs> so let me remind you, if you do have any specific, if this particular episode as well uh, prompted any specific questions that you have, please feel free to leave them in the, uh, you know, in the show notes, we have a little link where you can leave us a question. Uh, and we can speak to that in a a coming upcoming episode. So if you have anything specific that this kind of prompted in your mind, please go ahead and check the show notes and go ahead and uh, leave us that question, and we would love to speak to it. All right, well, that about wraps up today. So we are going to let you go back to your homeschool day. We hope this was helpful and that you were motivated, encouraged, and inspired, and go ahead and tackle those tough classes because you got this, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll
0: see you in
1: the next episode see you soon
0: bye well that wraps up another episode of the you can homeschool podcast thanks for joining us for another candid conversation for more information on life-changing books courses, and coaching services, or if you have a homeschooling topic you'd like to hear discussed in a show, check our show notes for how to reach out to Pat and Tracy.